Good morning, and welcome to Drawing the Morning. This is Stuart McClellan, the pastor of the Altoona Bible Church. We are conveniently located at Union Avenue and 31st Street on Route 36, the Columbia Park section of Altoona. We hope that this broadcast will help you think on the things of the Lord as you prepare your heart for ministry among the saints today. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes of inspiring music, challenging stories, and a Bible study. Listen now as the Altoona Bible Church Choir opens our broadcast this morning with a song entitled, It Keeps Getting Better. Perhaps you have seen a sign someplace with this inscription. When all else fails, read the instructions. It is humorous because it is so true to human nature. Common sense tells us to read the instructions before assembling or using a new device. But pride tells us that we can do it better our way and we usually end up with a second-rate job or the whole project ends in failure. 
perhaps you would not do this, but maybe you know someone who would never wait to get a new gadget completely unpacked before they plug it in and begin twiddling the knobs. In the process, they make expensive mistake that results in loss of money in the efficiency of the appliance or device. What is it in man that produces incessant desire to do our own way, even if it's wrong, instead of reading the instructions prepared by the one who designed and made the apparatus we're using? The prophet Jeremiah gives us the answer, which helps us understand it from a spiritual perspective. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Jeremiah 17.9. Proverbs 14.12 makes the same point this way. There's a way that seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Man has a desire to try every way to heaven or to get a better life other than the way provided for us by God in Christ Jesus. God knew the error of our way, and so he provided an instruction book for all mankind. That book is the Bible. John chapter 20 verse 31 says, But these are written that you might believe that Jesus the Christ is Son of God, and that believing that ye might have life through his name. The Lord Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man cometh unto the Father but by me. John fourteen six. Maybe you've tried your own way and have found something is missing. It isn't working. Why not receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior from sin? No matter how badly you may have messed up your life, God still loves you and wants you to accept His Son as your personal Savior. Listen now as Lucinda Richardson sings this beautiful song, How Deep the Father's Love for Us. How deep the Father's love for us How vast beyond all measure that he should give his only son to make a wretch his treasure. How great the pain of searing loss! The father turns his face away as wounds much mar the chosen one. Bring many sons to glory. Behold the man upon a cross, my sin upon his shoulders. Ashamed I hear my mocking voice Call out among the scoffers It was my sin that held him there Until it was accomplished His dying breath has brought me life I know that it is
to join the morning, which is presented each Sunday at this same time by the Altoona Bible Church. We pray that as you listen to our broadcast this morning that you are encouraged and that you and your family are getting ready to attend a good Bible teaching Sunday school and church. If you don't have a church of your own to attend, we invite you to join us today for our services. We begin with our Sunday school hour at 9.30. Here we have many classes for the various age groups. We also have a supervised nursery for little ones for all of our services. Then at 1045, we all gather in the main auditorium for a morning worship service. Then at 645, we begin our closing service of the day, our evening fellowship hour. It is important that Christians gather together to study God's Word. Listen now as Buddy Hand plays for us in the trumpet this beautiful song entitled, Leaning on the Everlasting Arms.
There was a sheep herder in Montana who spent many hours alone in the hills. His only form of diversion were a violin which he played in a small radio which kept him in touch with the outside world. One day he discovered that his A string in the violin was off pitch and he had no way to tune it. Since it's necessary to have the right tone relationship if one is to make good music, the old shepherd was in a serious predicament. It was at this time that he spotted a traveler on his way to town which boasted of a radio station. He approached the traveler and made a request of him. When you arrive in the city, he said, will you please go to the local broadcasting station and ask the announcer to sound for me the pitch for the A string on the violin. The traveler agreed, and the old shepherd went back to his cabin in the hills. Several days passed, and the shepherd was listening to the radio when he heard the announcer say, Sheep herder in Montana, are you listening? Sheep herder in Montana, are you listening? If so, get your violin, for I'm about to sound your tone for the A string. The man was listening that day. He rushed to get his violin, and when the announcer sounded the proper pitch, the listener was able to tune his violin. This story reminds us that the world is filled with music and beautiful sounds. Often we so not hear them because our lives are out of tune. If our ears were tuned to the intricate sounds around us, our lives would receive the impetus and force. The Lord Jesus Christ said that many ears to hear but do not hear. He was speaking, of course, of spiritual things, and it's in this area that we are most deaf. God wants to speak to us through His Word, either as we read and study it or as we're taught it by others. But if we are not listening, we cannot hear what he has to say to us. Sometimes we actually hear the words, but our minds are on other things, so we do not hear in the sense of understanding. Today is Sunday, and I trust that you will be listening what the Lord has said to you. Study his word today. Listen to it. It is preached and taught. Begin to develop the habit of listening to what God has to say. This starts a closer walk with him. Listen now as Larry Grable sings this beautiful song entitled, I'd Rather Have Jesus. I'd rather have Jesus than silver or gold. I'd rather be His than have riches untold. I'd rather have Jesus than houses or lands. I'd rather be led by his nail-pierced hand than to be the king of a vast domain and be held in sin's dread sway. than anything this world affords today. I'd rather have Jesus than men's applause. 
but rather be faithful to his dear cause. I'd rather have Jesus than worldwide fame. I'd rather be true to his holy name than to be the king of a vestal name and be held in sin's dread sway. I'd rather have Jesus than anything this world affords today. He's fairer than lilies of rarest bloom. He's sweeter than honey from out of the all that my hungering spirit needs. I'd rather have Jesus and let him lead than to be the king of a vast domain and be held in sin's dread sway. Jesus than anything this world affords today. Once again, this Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, our doors will be open here at the Altoona Bible Church. Time now for our Bible study portion for our broadcast. And this morning, the topic of our Bible study is rightly dividing the word of truth, standing versus state. Last week, we began this important biblical study on the difference between the believer's standing and the believer's state. We studied and explained the believer's position, the believer's standing. What about the believer's state, the believer's walk? This is how God sees the believer living and walking in Christ. Even though we are saved and possess a new nature, we as believers can and do sin. We still have the old nature. This explains the saved Corinthian believers who had a perfect position before God, 1 Corinthians 1-2, but whose walk, whose state was like unsaved, unregenerated man, 1 Corinthians 3-3. I'd like to read those two portions of Scripture. 1 Corinthians 1, 2. Under the church of God, which is at Corinth, to them that are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints, with all that in every place call upon the name of Jesus Christ our Lord, both theirs and ours. Chapter 3, verse 3 of 1 Corinthians. For you are yet carnal, for whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions, are ye not carnal, and walk as men. These Corinthian believers needed to grow up spiritually to be living and demonstrating grace in their lives. However, they did not need to change or improve their position. In the Pauline epistles, there's more than 30 exhortations concerning the believer's walk. 
These exhortations include that we're to be walking in love, Ephesians 5.2, walking as children of light, Ephesians 5.8, walking circumspectly, Ephesians 5.15, and to be walking in the Spirit, Galatians 5.16. If our state was perfect, and there would be no need for these scriptures, the believer's walk is imperfect, needs improving, and is changeable. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 6 says, To the praise of the glory of His grace, when He has made us accept in the Beloved. The verb accepted in the Beloved is in the aorist tense, which means completed action, point in time, and active voice. The subject of the sentence produces the action of the verb. Who is the subject of Ephesians 1 6? His grace, He hath made us accepted. It is God. God hath made us, the believer, accepted. The word accepted means to grace, to pursue with grace, compass with favor, to honor with blessing. The only other time this specific word and verb appears is in Luke chapter 1 verse 28 with Mary, and it's translated highly favored, and it comes really to us from the noun of the word for grace. In the same epistle, we read in Ephesians 4.1, I therefore the presence of the Lord beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you were called. In Ephesians 4.1, believers are exhorted to walk worthy state of your calling, your standing. How can we as believers be truly living and, wa- and walking worthy? Why not understand your perfect and complete position in Christ and then live as a result or in light of that position? Romans 3.22 says, Even the righteous of God, which is by the faith of Jesus Christ unto all, and upon all them that believe, for there is no difference. In Romans 3.22, the righteousness of God is the imputed righteousness. It is justification. 2 Timothy 2.22 says, Flee also youthful lusts, but follow righteousness and faith and charity and peace with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Even though at the moment of salvation, God imputes to us the very righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ, according to 2 Timothy 2.22, we are to be following after, we are to be pursuing after righteousness. What's the difference? Romans 3.22 is the believer's position, and 2 Timothy 2.22 is the believer's walk. You can see the potential spiritual confusion if you do not make a distinction between the believer's standing position and the believer's state or walk. The believer's standing position before God is perfect, it's complete, it's unchangeable. You cannot change it. It cannot be improved. We're complete in Christ. Colossians chapter 2 verse 10. Truly it's the perfect work of God for all believers in the dispensation of grace. The believer's state or walk is not perfect. It is changing. It does need to be improved. The believer's state or walk does not affect or change a believer's position or standing before God. But the believer's perfect position standing before God should affect a change in the believer's walk or state. Romans chapter 6 verse 4, Therefore we are buried with him. By baptism in the death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in newness of life. We have complete and absolute identification with Christ in his death and his burial and resurrection, 
And because of that, what should we be doing? Walking in newness of life. This important spiritual truth concerns true believers the dispensation of grace. If you're not saved, you need to trust the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. If you are saved, your position, your standing is perfect, but how is your walk? Are you walking in the Spirit? Are you living for the Lord Jesus Christ? Or are you walking in the flesh? Galatians 2.20, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. If you have any questions about our study, or any other questions or Bible verses that you would like studied in light of the Word of God rightly divided, please contact Pastor Stewart at the Altoona Bible Church. The church's phone number is 942-2131, or you can email me at altoonabible at altoonabible.org. It begins with salvation. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9 tells us, For by grace are you saved through faith, and not of yourselves. It's the gift of God. It's not of works. It's not from the origin of works, lest any man should boast, any man should glory. Do you know the Lord Jesus Christ is your personal Savior? If you've never trusted Him, you need to trust Him right now, right where you're at. The only way of salvation is your faith in the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ. Believe on Him and trust Him right now before it's eternally too late. And for us who are saved, we need to continue to study and read God's Word. We need to be living for the Lord, and we need to rightly, rightly divide the Word of Truth. been listening to Join the Morning from the Altoona Bible Church. We trust that you've received a real spiritual blessing from this broadcast. It is our prayerful desire that you know the Lord Jesus Christ is your personal Savior. So until we meet again by radio, this is Pastor Stuart McClellan wishing you God's best for now and for eternity. Jesus is the